All right, everybody, welcome back to Mixed Messages. Thank you for joining us through all this time that we've been together. I have to tell you that I could not be more excited to introduce my new friend, Matthew. I have not known him until today, and somehow we have decided to sit down and do a podcast together. He's agreed. He's Princeton's friend, who you just heard from the last episode, and he's an extraordinary human being. I can't wait for you guys to know him. Matthew, thanks for joining me. Welcome. All right. So you've signed up to do a podcast with me, right? I have. And could you tell the audience here? Because there's an audience, right? Let's just pretend like there's an audience out there, okay? Could you tell them what you think you signed up for? I think I signed up for a podcast about uh, love and relationships and how they work and what other people think. <laughs> I could not be more proud to hear that answer, to be honest with you. I feel like that's exactly what we signed up for, right? I agree. Okay, good. So let's start with uh, you telling us a little bit about your childhood and who you are and who your parents are and if you have siblings and give us the basics, would you? Yeah, my childhood was a little bit different. When I was younger, I was socially awkward. I was not very aware of my surroundings and I was just a go-lucky kid and I didn't really care about much back then. We always grew up, me and my friends were always outside my parents would always have us over and we'd swim in the pool up in our old house back up Florida, Fort Myers. So. so let me ask you this. This might be a really forward question. Princeton considers himself a human with autism or an autistic or an Asperger. You're a very high-functioning human being, math major, everything, right? Yes. But do you also associate with autism or no? I used to when I was younger, but I, now I've realized that I think I've I'm now overcome a lot of hurdles, and I don't really consider myself to be that anymore because I don't really see it in me. That's really fascinating. I really think I've almost grown out of it, if anything, and to show that all things are possible and you can overcome anything if you give it enough effort. It's very fascinating. I'd love to talk about that more in the future because I've wondered about that. But I have to ask, Princeton is autistic. His eyes, his gestures, his demeanor, and yet you are his good friend. Are you just able to be a neurotypical human being who's good friends with an autistic human being? Or are you, do you, rex, I mean, how do you do that? I am just so caring enough that I've learned how he acts, what he does, and I've been able to understand him as even though I'm a neurotypical. So I've been able to understand him because I've seen other people become friends with the neurotypical and I followed in their footsteps. That's a great response. So you're like, hey, I'm a neurotypical now. I have empathy and I understand Princeton and I'm a neurotypical who can be friends with a Princeton even if he's autistic. That's true, right? Yes, totally is true. Wow. I love it. I mean, I think everybody can relate to that, right? I think, you know, you're no different than the rest of us, but it's it's nice to hear it out loud, I want to say. I'm not going to lie. It's being hard for him being autistic. He's definitely so lot of the, put a lot more effort into this friendship than into normal friendships, but it ultimately does really work out into in the end, being friends with him because he just benefits so much from every time we've spent together. Wow. So let's talk about that. What do you have to do more for this friendship than you would normally have to do for some other dude who's kind of a neurotypical person who's, can you help us with that? Can you, yeah. Yes. It's 
actually different for other dudes and also different for girls too, because I've had a lot of friends that were girls too, especially in the last year. But for him, you have to put You're more. You're very handsome. I am. Fella, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's just more of a natural tendency more than anything. But, okay. Okay. But I have to put more time and be more attentive in giving him advice to follow because on his own, he may not know what is socially keen by giving him my advice from a neurotypical, he can now understand it from a neurotypical standpoint and maybe have a better clue of what other people may be thinking. He looked really proud every time you called him your friend. Do you see that in him? Like he actually, he blushes when you say, this is my friend. He is very proud of me because he knows that everything I've gone through and everything I've done and he knows he's perfectly capable of it too. Fascinating. And why didn't you give up on him like most neurotypical people would? I didn't give up on him because I know how much it hurts not to be appreciated. And I also know what it feels like just to be alone and with nobody there at your side. So I figured I just didn't want to leave him and I'd accept him through whoever he is. Wow. And how did you know that? I mean, were you left alone? I was for a long time. I, from 2017 to 19 were the three hardest years of my life. Until isolation in 2020, I think, has made everybody feel what my last four years have been like. Why? Why were you four years like that? Because nobody just wanted to take the time to understand who I am. They just wanted to stick in their own groups, and they weren't open, and they did not want to hear an outside opinion because they know they weren't doing things right, and that's a shame. So you felt isolated. I felt isolated. I felt alienated. I felt that I was all on my own just to sit and left and rot. And it was not a pleasant feeling. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. I know. And yet you got through it. I got through it because I kept, I just, no, I just had an incident in 2016 that it just keep coming to mind and coming to mind. And I knew that someday things would get better. And here we are in 2021 and we're right on the corner. So I know that it would only be a matter of time until I would get through to better things in my life. Wow. And so tell me about your parents, because they must have been here through all this, right? Yes. They knew that it was things were very tough for me, and they were willing to help me an entire way through, and they know exactly how I felt. Can you tell us who they are? Who's your mom? My mom's, her name is Heidi. She's 54 years old. She's a suburban uh, mom. She likes to just cleans around the house and that sort of stuff. She's a stay-at-home mom. My dad's a construction worker. He works every day. He was a hard worker. Some days he'd work 80 hours a week. He used to run a pizza shop. He's 54 years old. The first, I remember him telling me about that. We still have to search for him, actually. It's like from 1987 or something like that. He was a hard worker and he just didn't give up. And You talk about it as if he's past tense. Is he not with us anymore? He is with us, but yes, he is 54 years old and he's still, even to this day, he's spent a lot of time in his construction and he's spending his time in his job. And he actually did get new clients the other day. And he's, I mentioned with him the other day about his job and he said that he would take my advice. So he, to this day, he's implementing right now that he's going to, my advice that they gave him. Wow. And do you feel it's important for you to feel close and understood by your parents? I agree that it is because it's definitely better for somebody to understand what you're going through because if not, then you just don't feel that anybody under really understands you. But if they, at least somebody's understanding what you're going through, then everybody else knows and we all know that it's going to come out to a positive note. 
And do you feel like if your parents understand you, that if all these other people don't understand you, that at least somebody understands you, or because they're your parents, it doesn't really give you that relief? You could not feel understood by everybody else, even if your parents understood you, or yeah, help me with that, could you? It definitely feels that even at least somebody understands me, it's better than nothing, because it at least helps to know that there's somebody that's going through this same thing or perhaps went through it at least knows what to do and that's the key if they've gone through it then and you're going through it they at least have somebody to help you out like a mentor to guide you through this experience and so you consider yourself someone who can take advice i do i can take advice really well and i've also learned a lot of things on my own and i give to others so it's just a combination of all the things you like yourself now don't you I do. Yeah. And so even though you went through this really terrible time and this very lonely time, you've somehow shown up in 2021 as a person who actually likes themselves. Yes. I remember the incident. I, when I was younger, I always used to not like myself and always used to think I was really awkward and I was weird. And now I'm, I'm built towards that and I like who I am right now. That's fantastic. I'm really happy to know you at this time. I am too. And to see you like this, right? It's very nice. And I feel that from you. So can you just take us back a little bit because we did just do the autistic thing with, and this is the first time we've entered that spectrum. And I'm not saying you were on that spectrum, but you were younger and you did feel certain levels of awkwardness. Yes, I did. And you might've considered yourself on the spectrum or maybe even people told you or, but then you outgrew it is what you're saying. I did. Which is freaking awesome. I believe that's possible. My son Gabriel says the same thing. He's like, I get that people thought that that's who I was. I get that people think that that's what everybody grew me, but I outgrew it. So my oldest son, same position as you. And it's been a little bit difficult for me to, to grasp because Princeton might say that this neurological thing happens for the rest of time. Yes. So we have a different opinion on that, right? Yes. But would you mind sharing the very vulnerable and private story about when you were told you were autistic and what it looked like for you? Yes, for me when I was autistic, Actually, it was a really interesting thing. I didn't really seem to care because personally, I knew how my personal growth was. I know I was autistic, but I knew from then, even then, how my personal growth would file, file out. And, and even then, it still looked pretty good, even when I was younger. So I would call that overconfidence. My, my son, Gabriel, was just like crazy overconfident, even in his quirkiness, right? And then he was surprised when people told him that they thought he was a dork or a geek or something silly that was like a bully moment, right? Yes. But he didn't see himself as that. He saw himself as a badass mofo. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is I knew the trajectory I was going to become and I knew that it may be awkward now. I was at least aware of what I'm doing so I could change the path and fix it. Okay. Now, I'm only going to do a few more autistic conversations so we move on to the rest of our life because you're past that, okay? And thank you for exploring this with me. One more question I would have for you is if anyone is on the spectrum, right? And they're feeling misunderstood and they don't quite know help other people get across that bridge to know that they're just like totally normal or all the other things, right? What could you have to offer them? You felt misunderstood and it wasn't just because you were told that you were Asperger or autistic at one moment. You felt misunderstood because you're you right? Yes. And so can you help other people who might be going through the same experience by giving them just a little piece of advice? I think you have something to give them. I have advice for anybody who is autistic. 
to say that you just have to know who you really are as a person and you have to create an image of yourself and then live yourself up to it and you will always accomplish that image that's exactly what i asked you okay let's talk about the fun stuff all right you have girlfriends now i do not have any i have friends that are girls you have friends that are girls have you ever had a girlfriend i actually have not okay that's the surprising part yeah and you're how old i'm 18 and there's a good reason why i have not had a girlfriend absolutely and why I'll tell you because I just have not seen any benefit to having a girlfriend because knowing the path of my life I'm going to take and going to college, I think that the chances actually are pretty low. And I think that it's not really worthwhile for me yet. And I'm not quite ready. So there's a lot of reasons why I didn't, but I just didn't think the time was fit for a girlfriend. Yeah, I just want you to know I'm not judging you for not having a girlfriend. You don't feel that, right? And you don't care if I'm judging you or not, right? I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Well said. But it felt a little like there's a reason, right? And so. Yeah, it felt like there's a reason. Also, by not having a girlfriend, there's actually a hidden societal pressure on me because everybody, like, you have a prom, you have homecoming and all that. I felt kind of pressured to date in this high school society. I felt pressured to date, if you know what I mean. I do. But I didn't really want to. And I knew that it was not going to help. So I stuck it out single to the end. You sound very convicted. I love principled people, right? I'm a principled person. And I think there are pros and cons of being very principled, but you know, I am too, right? Let's get softer with it then, okay? Okay, so you made really good choices for yourself. You are spot on in your life. You're in college now, you're studying math. That feels like that's not the right word for it. What's the bigger word for studying math? What's your degree? Mathematician. Yeah, mathematician. So anyway, we've been playing pool, right? We, we yes. see you. You're like a multi-talented. I am. Right? Cool cat. You showed up at a Mercedes. What's with that story? Like, whose Mercedes is this? That is actually mine. Okay. So I was telling my dad that I could we could get a really good deal with the car thing. I'm a mathematician, so we were looking on the internet. And we find, found a really good deal for this Mercedes. And then my dad's like, oh, you you in a sick Mercedes? I'm like, yeah. And then it turned out to be a really good deal, so he got it. And now I'm like the cool kid on campus. I've had you are like totally cool kid on campus. Plenty right? of people have asked me to see inside. It was like really cool. That I actually is have. funny. So. I got to say, right? It is funny. Yeah. Okay, so now you've found yourself in college. How did you get through high school? Would you have anything to say about that? Yes. The last year, there's really strange incidents that happened. I remember I was sitting at lunch uh, November 11th or something like that. And then I was like, there's this one girl. I didn't think I would be friends with her, but I gave her a chance and she now is one of my best friends I've ever ever known. Okay, so we're in a modern day world where gender and all the things are the thing. Do you like girls or do you like boys or do you know yet or? I definitely like girls. You like girls? Yes. Okay. And uh, now you have some cool girlfriends. Yeah, friends that are girls. Friends that are girls, right? Yes. And they must want you to have a relationship at some point. That I don't know yet. And maybe they don't. Maybe they like you just to have them to themselves. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Okay, so anyways, but you're going to pursue this. Is that fair to say? You've now decided that you're maybe going to go pursue a girlfriend or uh, not yet? Not yet. Probably within about the next year and a half once I arrive in, on campus. Wow. College. This is really cool. Okay, so no, we're not going after a girlfriend. Not yet. You're going to stay the course, be you. Until a year and a half. Until a year and a half. 
Yes. I feel that at that point, I will finally be ready for a girlfriend. Okay. And this is what the show's about. So that's great. Like, you know, that's brilliant. I mean, I think it's a really smart move for you. But I don't know, right? But it's your choice. It is personal choice. Like it's personal choice. Even though there's societal pressures on you, there's nothing that absolutely says that you have to or you don't have to have a girlfriend. Absolutely right. But can we just play in the world of the future now? Yes. Can we pretend like it's a year and a half? Yes. Okay. It's a year and a half from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, let's say it's uh, December 14th, 2022. How about that? How about that? Can we yeah, do that one? That, yeah. Okay. So how did you meet her? Like who she look like? Okay. What do you want? Can you see what, say what she looks like? Yeah, sometimes. It's about 5'5". Five, five. She's a lovely Japanese girl. We met in our upper level math class. We're a very casual couple. We don't really judge each other. We are more independent and just, we just love each other to no end. And there's like, we don't put any pressure on each other. For example, if she gets me like a $10 gift. Even though I wanted something that was like a hundred dollars, I wouldn't care, and I'd still love her just the same. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I like that. I think you explained that pretty clearly. I did explain it pretty clearly. <laughs> so tell us what's next. I mean, now you're like three months into the relationship. Where does it go from there? So I'm three months into the relationship. I don't think that much would change, but until I started to graduate in 2024, then that would probably make a difference. But at least she knows the path that I'm headed on and that I'm planning to be a mathematician so that maybe I think at then that she'd probably have a really good chance of sticking with me because she knows we both would have a great future ahead. Wow. That's awesome. And you know that people have moods. Girls have moods. Definitely do. Right? And so when you say no pressure, do you think that it's like a effortless relationship you're going to have? It's not going to be effortless. There's going to be times that we're going to have to go through. But I think overall, it's just kind of like the friendship that I've had a little bit, but a little bit different. But in any friendship with the girl I've had, we've really always understood each other. Cersei's had some of her times, but we'd always come back and she would always say sorry and that sort of thing in our friendship. So I think it's going to really follow along in the same course. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, exactly. So we're not pretending like it's like just easy, perfect no, all the no, time. No, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be super easy to it, but we'll both be in it together and that's how it's going to play out. So let's talk to that future girl. What do you bring to the table? What, what would I say now to her? Yeah. I would say that I'm on a really good track for my life and I would say that definitely. I'm sure I'm going to have some good and some bad moments in life, but that will stick through it together no matter what. We can always get through everything, us two. So you consider yourself a very loyal man. I am a very loyal man. So you don't just consider yourself a very loyal man. You are a very loyal man. Yes, I am. I have proven it to myself many times. Brilliant. What's loyalty? Loyalty is never giving up on the other person. Is that what loyalty is? Not exactly that. I don't know. I'm asking It's not you. exactly that. It's more of... It sounds like one version of it that feels really nice. I don't really have many words to explain it, but the best I can give to you is you know what the person's going through, so you want to stick with them to help them through it because you are a genuinely caring individual and not self-absorbed. That's my best way to explain it. Yeah, I, I can sit with that. Okay, so what would you want your girlfriend to say to you? I don't want her to say that. You're the best and most honorable and most courageous. You have the best personality and you're the best individual as a person I've ever met. You've outshined every single thing that has, and hardship that has been put in my life and you are my light and my beacon. 
to come to when I need you. Wow. You really seem to know you had that. You know what you're searching for. I know exactly what I'm searching for. It was all revealed to me in 2016. Why? Tell us about that. Okay, so it was on this day, lovely day, January 30th, 2016, or actually coming up on five years, not this next Saturday, but it's like three weeks from today. January 30th, 2016, I was presented with what my future would be like because we were visiting a college and that sort of stuff. Like I started thinking about what my future is like. So I was like, I was like a wondering, curious kid. I was like, what would my date be like? Oh, and that's how all this revealed to you. Yes. So I'm asking you this on a podcast five years later, almost to the anniversary in January. And yet you had the same conversation with yourself five years ago. I did. I did have the same conversation. Does like, that tickle you a little bit? <laughs> it almost does. It's like <laughs> striking. Isn't it a little uncanny or it something? It is almost uncanny. <laughs> Imagine if we're doing this exactly on that day. That'd be right? so funny. That's what I'm saying. If, if you're on the exact same day, I mean, that'd be a trip, right? They would definitely be a trip. <laughs> exact same weekday, too. Exactly. Both would be on a right? Saturday. I'd I mean, be like, totally. Weird. I almost wish we would have, right? Like, I was almost like, should have pushed you off for like a you know, that's hilarious that is hilarious wow but you did the visual you looked i definitely did see somebody that fit like 95 percent of the criteria and i saw and i even looked at everything from her actions to her personality and man she was a closest fit i've ever seen wow and at that moment and you've decided that she's japanese or, or asian i think she's definitely like an i think she was japanese as far as i'm concerned is there a possibility that she's not asian with the same personality you See, just that's definitely asian? a possibility too okay that's definitely a possibility too but it's just, right, she could just be like a brunette yeah, even a brunette but if you take personalities all even it would come down to more what i'm attracted to and more attracted to asians so i don't know why but i am okay yeah they, they call that asian fever by the way you're an adult now right like yes. 18 like they're saying like you know certain men especially white boys got like a thing for asian girls that's what i do and you <laughs> kind of have that i do uh-huh. okay I, I have an interesting theory on why it happens but i could probably explain it could, later. could you i mean that's what we're here to explain it right now i would actually love you to explain i've it actually now. realized that some of my ancestors migrated from asia mongolia over to somewhere they may have migrated in europe and they happened to be like two to five miles from where my family was originated from so wow you really think that your dna is firing off right now i think it is some so kind of ancient ancient asian relic <laughs> <laughs> buried for 600 years wow Okay. That's what I think. And it's not just because you like the way they look. It's more than that, I think. It's just I've always seen myself with an Asian, too. And every time I keep trying to question it, it just comes back to me stronger. Tried to question it several times. I've, like, done several things, like... I've tried to question everything in my life to measure its integrity. And that's, that's always my game plan. I've, that's the one of the things I've questioned. And it just keeps, the more you hit it, the stronger it comes back. So it's got to be in my DNA. There's several other reasons to believe that there is where the migration and all that. But that's one of them. Okay. Well, you know what? Quite frankly, I don't think there's a woman out there in the world who doesn't like a man who really knows what he wants. That is true. Right? 
So agree. you pretty much are kind of like plenty of choices. You're here. represented, right? You're like you're represented. Am, you're like pretty much. I know what I want. I kind of pretty much know exactly what I'm looking for. Yes, right. It's in actually, 2015. I was totally clueless, <laughs> and then comes January 30th. It was like, and then like overnight boom, breakthrough. Boom, like, like over. I now it was know like everything. All my this, future like, self is realized. Yeah, my Einstein life all just came on so hard that night, and you could see it from like everywhere in space <laughs> wow but then you went through depression after that like you had all the answers back in 2015 and yes. then like 2017 like you were like freaking sucking wind <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like insane but the reason why i went through depression is because nobody was willing to understand me okay how does that look like i mean like like i wake up in the world i feel terribly misunderstood uh but i also feel terribly understood now because i've got friends who stuck with me for 20 30 40 50 years right and so like i can't say that i don't feel understood but you're also younger you're 18 i'm 48 right so who gets to understand you who doesn't get to understand? who are you talking about who's supposed to understand you what i'm saying is just i figure that everybody by seeing how good and how of a really good person and a role model i am that they would want to partake after me but apparently a lot of people are so self-absorbed that they don't want to listen to anything. They don't want to follow my role model and they just want to stick with themselves and they don't want room for self-improvement and that so really squashed. hurts me. You feel squashed. I feel squashed. I'm not going to lie. I totally get it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel squashed, right? I'm like, hey, holy shit, this amazing life we could live. Let's freaking nail it together. And they're like, Bro, like, no, exactly. I got another like, freaking thing going on here. Could you just please back the F off? Do you feel that way? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have a perfect example. It's like you can have so much of a good time together, but they was like, oh, I have to go to a meeting when they don't actually have a meeting. Like when they just brush you right off, it's like terrible. Like in Naples, Florida, it's even worse because everybody has money and that's what they care about is being the rich guy on campus. Gotcha, gotcha. Definitely with my Mercedes, I think that they feel threatened I'm a really honorable man. I have a Mercedes. I'm rich and they feel threatened by my image because they know I can surpass them. That's what they're thinking is that, oh man, this guy could surpass us. We need to somehow stop him. Wow. And I think that's what they're thinking. I think you're right. Yes. And you already are. You're surpassing them. And that's what their fear was. Let's go a little bit more intimate where we have to keep doing this, right? I hope you'll join me again. Are you having fun on the show? I am. Okay. Yeah, I definitely will join you again. Maybe we could set up an appointment on January 30th. That's what I'm saying. The January 30th podcast sounds like a fabulous idea. Yeah, that's right? a perfect idea. Don't you like, think? Let's before. just freaking do that one and nail it, right? Yeah, let's just nail the January 30th. Let's you can do ask that me one. everything about that day. I'm going to do that, okay? That's guaranteed. But let's just talk about, as we wrap it up, when you finally get everything you want. Tell us a story about what that looks like. Okay. So I have a story takes place in like 2029 or 2030. Let's say me and my girl are married. I see myself living in a suburban house, but with a little bit more land on it. We're starting to settle in. I have gotten my math degrees and I'm getting my job and I'm doing all that sort of work related stuff. And I'm actually doing some investing and all that sort of stuff. And just kind of tagging along and she's interested in that sort of stuff. And even though we may be really rich in that, I just see us being like a sort of a typical suburban parents. So you say she's tagging along a little bit. Does that mean that she doesn't have to be super interested in what you do and why and how you make all the money you're going to make? Or is she? 
ESC's gonna be like interested in that. Like for example, if I'm doing something, she'll kind of come along beside me and she'll look at what I'm doing. And I'll explain it to her and she'll have some suggestions for me and we'll kind of give each other feedback. So your lover, you want her to have an interest in what you're doing. I want her to give me feedback. It'd be her own like separate personality, not like really clingy, like I'm the focus. I want it to be equally back and forth, like reciprocal. I want to have my input, but I also want to hear her input just as much or even more. Okay. And is she required to do as well as you are and make as much money as you are? And Definitely not. As long as she is a lovable girl. As long as she's a lovable girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she has to be into something, right? Just yes. be sticking to something. Definitely. But she doesn't have to be succeeding at like you are. No, she does not. What I'm saying is that she will learn from my footsteps and I will learn from her so that both of us will learn from each other and both of us will reach success. Okay. So let's wrap up the show with one more question for you, Matthew. Where do you think you're sending mixed messages, whether it be with your friendships or your parents or yourself or even girls who are interested in you when you know you're not going to choose a girl for another year and a half? Are you sending any mixed messages in the world, do you think? Sometimes I kind of get angry in that at my own life so and, I, and it gets out the others. But I've been better stopping that lately, but sometimes I used to do that, so because those things wouldn't go right and I was so aggravated at everything and I just finally wanted it to change and it's just but overall I'm a relatively straightforward person. But that's a really honest answer. And can we just stick with it for a second? It's cause this is what this show is about. It it's not easy to answer these questions sometimes. It is not. Don't you think? I mean that was kind of a vulnerable question to answer. It is right? definitely not. Right. And so you kind of answered the question that I asked was saying I think maybe I'm sending a mixed message that I'm an angry person. And I have realized it and I have tried to do better and I feel that I am doing better at preventing that. That's really kind of you to share. I just want you to know that that was really brave of you to share, kind of you to share. You could have just said no, or you could have just been a flake, or you could have been unauthentic. That is definitely true, giving a cheesy answer to something like, you, oh, my life is almost yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm perfect, and doesn't matter, I'm bring perfect, on the babe. And, what you know. I'm saying is, exactly, you're perfect, bring on the babe, but overall, I would have to say that I know that I'm not perfect, and that realization only makes me more perfect because by knowing, admitting that I'm not perfect, I can now fix my mistakes. That's right. Now... Just to wrap it up a little bit more because I want to do more shows with you. I'm really excited. And we're definitely going to do the next one, okay? Yeah, this is Okay, this is really funny. This is like, cool, we're going to do it, okay? Yeah. But can you just share with us a little bit more about your anger? My anger was, I was boiling inside. I was burning inside. I wish things could change. I feel that I was almost starting to languish because I didn't have anybody to talk to and gain insight from. So I just felt like I was closed in the box and shipped somewhere off how I felt and I just wanted to burst with the Hulk fist out of that box in that moment and just finally see the sunshine even for if it was only for a little while even if I saw some and then went back in because every bit of sunshine when you're closing a box is actually good because when you're all surrounded by it you don't think about one little bit of it but when you're trapped you feel that even just a little bit of goodness will help that's when you get really thankful for even the smallest things like I've even gotten thankful for a fast food lunch because of COVID. And it's like, I'm even still thankful when you're put under stress. You're often like when, when you're shunned or 
not admired or shut off. You feel thankful for just the smallest bits of appreciation given to you. Even somebody smiling for you that you'll remember that for a full week. That's how shut out I was. You shared it. You said it out loud, didn't you? Yes. You shared your life. Thank you for your authenticity. Welcome. I appreciate you here. Okay, we're going to close out the Mixed Messages show. It was a good show. We'll see you next time. See you on January 30th, I guess. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay. Ciao. The Mixed Messages. The Mixed Messages. The Mixed Messages. The Mixed Messages. Mixed messages, 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 messages.